Well, hello there. It's me again, kicking off our evening service and welcoming each and every one of you uh, who are joining us tonight. We thank you for your time and we appreciate each of you. Tonight, we're going to have our second lesson on our series for the week entitled Daily Digging. Last night, Arash shared with us why it's so important to dig in the first place. Des is going to show us some tricks of the trade. He's going to show us how to choose the right tool. If you know anything about being effective, you know that it's always better to work smarter and not harder. Let's see what Desi has to say. Good evening, Newark family, and welcome back to our evening broadcast. Good evening, Newark family, and welcome back to our evening broadcast. Before we begin tonight, we wanted to share a quick Happy Mother's Day message from the pastoral team. Before to we begin tonight, we wanted to share a quick Happy Mother's Day message from the pastoral team. To all of our ladies, you are greatly loved and appreciated. To all of our ladies, you are greatly loved and appreciated. Why are you doing that? It's really hard to concentrate. Because anything worth saying is worth saying twice. And Happy Mother's Day is worth saying. On behalf of the pastoral team, we have a special video that expresses our love and thanks. On behalf of the pastoral team, we have... Today is Mother's Day, and we want to acknowledge all the women we're blessed to know. We rejoice over you, for your strength, your wisdom, your strong love, and your beautiful faith. Whether today is a celebration for you or a day of quiet reflection and healing, we're thinking of all of you. If you gave birth this year to your first child, our joy overflows and we celebrate with you. If you adopted a child this year or became a foster parent, we rejoice with you and we want to honor you in your commitment to changing the lives of children. If you continue to struggle with infertility, we are hoping with you and holding your hand in prayer. If you are exhausted and feeling underappreciated for all you do for a house full of kids, we applaud you. We love you and we appreciate you more than you can ever imagine. And if you lost a child this year to death or miscarriage, we weep and mourn with you. And if your child is lost to addiction or to the world, we hurt with you and we join you in putting our hope in the one who brings prodigals home. If you live with painful memories of your mom, we pray that you will find in a spiritual mother all that you never had from a birth mom. And if you're one of those amazing spiritual moms, we thank you for stepping up and being there when others couldn't. If you're experiencing an empty nest for the first time this year, we walk with you in this new season and are excited about the next chapter God has planned for you. If you're single, we celebrate your strength beauty and individuality, and join with you in praying for the desires of your heart. If you're a single mom and wonder if you have the physical energy and financial resources to raise and provide for your child or children, we want to help you, and we will. And if you're pregnant for the first time, we prayerfully anticipate with you the joyful birth of a healthy child. And to all the special women on this Mother's Day, 
Rest and delight in knowing that we are thankful for you, and we celebrate each and every one of you. Good evening, Newark family, and welcome back once again to our evening messages. And this week, our predominant theme is the idea of digging your own wells. And as we learn to develop our spiritual disciplines, especially as it comes to our personal Bible reading time. So tonight, I have the privilege of bringing the message tonight. And we're going to talk about using the proper tools when it comes to digging your own wells. So you can see I'm in my basement on the unfinished side where I've got most of my tools and I've pulled some shovels out of my shed. Now, if you have lived in the Northeast any length of time, likely you own one of these or at least some variation on it. And this is a snow shovel. It is excellent for clearing snow off of your driveway, your sidewalks, the area around your vehicles. And guess what? It would be absolutely trash and useless in trying to dig a well. That's not gonna work. And that's a good satisfying clunk, isn't it? Let's see, how about, uh, how about this one? Here we've got different kind of shovel, a little shorter. This is great for, we have a fire pit and some ash when I'm trying to scoop that out of the way. Uh, when I need to move big piles of something from one place to another, this works well, but it doesn't work good for digging. So that one's not gonna work either. Uh, this one. This is a long handle. This is getting a little closer to what we're looking for. Again, something good for moving items around. We use this in the garden sometimes when we have to level out space, especially when we lived in California. Tried to get our uh, beds to a certain height and get them fairly even. Very useful shovel. Not so good for digging. So this one doesn't really work either. How about this? There we go. That is a shovel that's designed for digging. This has got its spade point on it, all right? This works really well when we're trying to dig a hole. So this is an appropriate shovel for digging. Now, if I was gonna dig a well with this, I'd be at it for a long, long time, and that would be an extremely wide hole. So the analogy starts to break down there. This isn't really the kind of equipment that you'd wanna use for digging a well. I have one more thing to show you. This, in essence, is the same thing. This is also a shovel, a spade type shovel that's used for digging, but you'll notice this one's missing something. The handle's gone. And that's because once upon a time I used this shovel, but I used it in an incorrect manner. And with applying too much force, I broke the handle off of this shovel. And so now it's pretty much useless. Now you notice I still own it because being the kind of handyman I am, there's just something in me that can't not bear to throw away a tool if there's a possibility I could reuse it. Because who knows, someday I might go back to the hardware store and, you know, randomly buy another handle and decide to take this one out and put a new handle in and be able to use this. How likely is that to happen? Probably not, but maybe one day. Why bring this one up now? Because I want to use this as a physical demonstration, a visual, if you will, to show that even when you have the right tool, if you're using it incorrectly, you're gonna break something. So having kind of set the stage, I want you tonight as we're talking about tools to be thinking with the idea of if I'm going to prepare my own well, if I'm gonna spend time in Bible studying and reading and in learning, I wanna make sure that I have the right tools and I'm set for the job. I own multiple different kinds of shovels and they all serve a different purpose. And other than this one, they're pretty much junk when it comes to digging a hole. 
And likewise, you probably own multiple Bibles or you have access to multiple Bibles, but if they're used incorrectly, if you're not using them in a way that they're designed for, you're probably going to end up frustrated or at worst, you might break something. So why don't we move now and I'm going to come over to my library section on the other side of the basement and let's talk a little bit more about the kind of tools that you may need for digging your own well. Okay. We're now on the other side of my basement, close to my office, and as you can see behind me, I've got my bookshelves, which you've probably seen in some of the other videos that we've posted. And tonight, I get to do something a little different than our typical messages, because I get to suggest some study aids to help you as you're digging your own well. So going back to that shovel analogy, making sure that you're using the right tool, if you look behind me, up on my shelf, on this top shelf, I've got multiple different Bibles. And so let's just take a brief moment to talk about a few suggestions for Bibles. Now, before I go any further, please, please hear me clearly. I am not endorsing any one translation of the Bible as the translation you need to read. In fact, I'm only going to mention a few of them. I read multiple different translations. There are many good translations out there. If there is a translation that you prefer that gets you to engage with God's Word, please continue to read that. These are just suggestions for you if you're looking for some additional resources. If you're someone who predominantly reads out of the King James Version of the Bible, a trans, uh, specific King James I would recommend is the Word of Flame Apostolic Study Bible. For those of you who may not be familiar with this, this was put out by our denomination and it contains many, many study notes that have to do with key Pentecostal apostolic doctrines. If you're used to the King James Version, or you're at least familiar with it, and you'd like to read something that still has a similar feel, but yet does not have quite so much Elizabethan English, one step probably removed from the King James Version is a New King James. This is a slimline New King James Version. It's very easy for travel. This is going to have the same uh, documents behind it as in the original manuscript. So this is the same set of manuscripts that was used to translate the King James is used for the New King James Version. And this New King James Version is going to have a very similar sound and rhythm and meter if you were to read it. So if you're very familiar with the King James and you want to try something just a little bit different, this is a good translation that I would recommend if you're going to study out of and you want to stick close to something that you're very familiar with. In addition to this translation, and I am purposely moving from translations that are more formal equivalent to those that are more dynamic equivalent. And if you're asking me what's the difference between formal and dynamic equivalent, we'll come back to that at the end of this video. Another very, very common translation. Again, you can see I have a lot of slimline Bibles that are used for travel purposes. This is my copy of the New Living Translation. In fact, I have multiple copies of the New Living Translation. This one is so worn out that literally the pages are falling out of it. Most of the time when you hear us in our messages, we're using the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation is a little more towards the dynamic equivalent range, meaning that it's a little closer to a thought for thought instead of a word for word translation. This is an excellent translation when you're reading the Psalms, when you're reading poetic literature, when you're reading passages of the Bible, even the prophets where it can be a little difficult to follow more of the Elizabethan English, this gets the message. This gets the ideas, the dynamic thoughts that would have been apparent to the original audiences. It conveys them easier in English. And then you've heard a few of us moving all the way over completely on the dynamic end, closer to something like a paraphrase. You've heard a few of us reference the Message Bible. 
And this was written by Eugene Peterson. He was a pastor in the Baltimore area who over the course of almost 30 years translated uh, the Bible in an attempt to make it a whole lot more almost paraphrastic where it's in very, very contemporary English, very, very common English, very easy to understand. So why have I represented this range? Talking from a King James to a New King James to a New Living to a message. What we're doing is we're seeing a movement that gets the idea across in these different translations and by reading multiple different translations that go from more of a word-for-word -word to a thought-for-thought, -thought, you get a range of meaning. If you come across a passage and you're having trouble understanding it, I strongly encourage you to read that passage in multiple different translations. Hear me, multiple different translations. I regularly use multiple translations. In my own personal devotion time in the morning, I often use at least two translations when I am reading, just because I enjoy seeing the different ways that they phrase things. One more that I do not have a physical copy of, but want to make mention of, is the New English Translation. The New English Translation, sometimes called the Net Bible, is loaded with textual notes. So if you really want to dig deep into some of the word studies, if you want to dig deep into some of the nuances and the ways that different things were translated, and you want a translation that many scholars use that is geared towards understanding the various textual ideas and the difficulties at times with various words that are in the background of these translations, I'd recommend looking at the New English translation. If you have no interest in looking at any of that, don't worry about it. Find a Bible that is easy for you to read, something that you enjoy reading. And hear me more than anything else when you read your Bible. You've heard me say this multiple times before. Do a slow read. However fast you're reading the Bible, it's probably not slow enough. Even I struggle with this at times, but slow down. Think about what you're reading. If you were able to join our Bible study last week, I did a slow read of Genesis chapter 3. And within a 30-minute period, I was only able, within a 30-minute period, to cover, what, the first 15 verses or so? Only about half of that chapter. Now, granted, I was talking about it as we went. But my point in doing that is to demonstrate that a slow read allows you to think through what you're reading. I would much rather it take you multiple years to read all the way through your Bible and for you to understand everything that you're reading than to read quickly through your Bible during the course of a year. And yet, as you read quickly through that course of a year, you don't retain as much information. Now, in addition to Bible translations, let's talk about a few other things, because part of digging your own well is growing in your knowledge and understanding of the Scripture. So let me make reference to just a few, and these are just a few resources, that if you want to dig further, you can pick up for a relatively inexpensive cost, and you would find them to be a great aid in what you're doing. If you want to understand more of the culture, especially of the land of Israel, especially in the Old Testament, this was a book I used in college. You can probably still find it, even if you have to find one that's used. It's called The Manners and Customs of Bible Times. This is an excellent resource that will give you insight into many of the culture and customs and common practices that took place in the Bible. Things that would make sense to the original audience that are probably lost on us will come to life if you read something like that. And then one additional resource and notice you can't go quickly through this stuff. You've got to take your time. As you study, go slow. Be methodical. Another great resource 
is IVP, that's the InterVarsity Press, has put out the IVP Bible Background Commentary on the Old Testament, and then in addition to that, the IVP, the IVP Bible Background Commentary on the New Testament, both the Old and the New Testament. The way these work is that you read a passage of Scripture, and then you look up the corresponding passage of Scripture in that Bible background commentary, and it's not going to give you commentary so much on the Scripture as it is the cultural influences and things that were going on in the background. It may even compare other cultures like the land of Egypt or the land of Babylon or other areas. When you get to the New Testament, common Greek practices, common Roman practices, these things that were happening around the stories that are in the Bible, again, to help you better understand what you're doing. Now, I've discussed some physical resources, two free resources that you can find digitally that are of excellent help to you would be number one, BibleGateway.com. BibleGateway.com has many English translations available that you can read online for free. So if you want to read multiple translations, you don't have access to the ones that I've just mentioned, perhaps you don't want to purchase them or you just want to check them out first, BibleGateway.com is an excellent way to read many, many different translations in English and other languages as well for free and even compare them side by side. Another free app that's definitely worth looking at is something called YouVersion. YouVersion is a Bible app that you install on your smartphone or your tablet or mobile device. It's free to open an account with YouVersion and like Bible Gateway, it has many different translations available in it. Like Bible Gateway, you can even compare things, flip back and forth between translations. The nice thing about the YouVersion app is that most of those translations you can download on your smartphone, so even when you're not connected to the internet, you can make use of it. One more online resource that's free that I highly recommend is something called the Bible Project. The Bible Project is a group of biblical scholars who have animation and illustration backgrounds, and they have put together a series of videos each of them is anywhere from three to maybe ten minutes in length, and they cover the different books of the Bible, common key words in the Bible, major doctrinal themes in the Bible, and all of these put together are beautifully drawn and illustrated and animated in ways that just come to life. I love looking at the Bible Project and the different things that they've put out. So I've given you some physical resources and some digital resources. Now a couple more things before we go. Number one, take notes. Whether that's physically on a piece of paper or I take notes on my phone. If there's scriptures I want to come back to later, or if there's things I'm looking at, things I'm thinking about, you are far more likely to remember it if you write it down or you take notes on something. Read slowly. Look at additional resources. Time spent in these additional resources that I've mentioned is not wasted. It's part of your Bible study. It's part of digging your well and making sure you understand what you're reading. And these are, again, just skimming the surface of the kind of things that you can use as tools to help you. For more information, let me remind you of the contest that we're starting and as part of your engagement this week. Go to our church website at newarkupc.info and look on the Bible contest card and you can see the videos from all four big group learning videos or the series we did last August in 2019 on understanding your Bible. Sometime during the month of May in the next three weeks, if you will watch all four of those videos and the notes, the handouts for each video are posted below them, you can fill out the contest card at the bottom of the page 
And once you do that, you'll be entered into a drawing for an Amazon gift card we're going to give away at the end of the month. I am over my time limit, so unfortunately, I have to shut this down. If you have individual questions about resources, you're welcome to contact me directly. I can be reached at desi.lugo at newarkupc.org. And on behalf of the pastoral team, we just want to help you dig into your Bible. We want you to dig your own well during this time where we're all at sheltering at home. And we wish you the best. God bless you, church family, and have a good night. Wow, that was great. That brother really does know his stuff. Thank you, Desi. Well, before we close out tonight, let me remind you of several things. One, don't forget to read today's proverb. Also, go to newarkubc.info, submit your prayer requests and your praise reports. It's always in order to give God glory for the things that he's doing in your life. While you're there, be sure to worship in your giving. And if you'd like to enter the contest for a drawing uh, for an Amazon gift card, go to the Bible study contest card, watch all the videos from our 2019 uh, big group series, Understanding Your Bible, and then go back in, submit your name uh, for a drawing for that gift card. This week, our small groups begin the study of the gifts of the Spirit. You don't want to miss it. If you're not in a group, go to newarkupc.info, small group sign-up card, and let Desi know that you want to get in a group, and he'll take care of that right away. Well, I appreciate you all, and I look forward to seeing you again on Tuesday. And I thank you all for joining. God bless, and have a great night.